What's up, guys? Welcome to the Penthouse Five podcast, episode number 18. Today's episode, we are going for another book review, and today's book is The One Thing by Gary Keller. Um, I've just finished this. Uh, I did read it a few years ago, but I've just reread it, and then uh, you know I'm doing this uh, now thing of doing the book reviews, but uh, this is a great book. Uh, I highly recommend it if you're looking to be more productive, and that's pretty much the essence of this book is like, let's be more productive, let's, you know, hacks and, and things like that, um, that really you can start chucking stuff into your life, implementing what you learn from the book and yeah, just, just start smashing it a bit better. But, um, yeah, what I'm going to do, I've written some notes throughout the book, uh, the takeaways that I got from it that really I thought were great key helps. Um, yeah, the one thing I say about the book, hence the title, um, when you read it, I mean, it's littered with the title in the book. So you're constantly repeating. It's hard, it's hard to explain, but you're, you're reading the book and it keeps saying the one thing, the one thing, the one thing, right? It's, yeah, it's just inundated throughout the sentences, which can get a little bit annoying. But apart from that, I really recommend this book because it's got some great info in it. Um, anyway, without further ado, um, we're going to go straight into the key points that I found from this book. So the first one I got is focus on the one thing that will generate the most of an outcome. Okay, something that you can accomplish every day that will give you the most results after a long period of time. That's really the essence of the book. I mean, this whole book is really, you've got to find out what that one thing is. What, what's the one thing you're trying to focus on, really put all the energy into, right? Is it music? Like if it's music, obviously this is a musician podcast, but if it's music, um, you know, is it, like, are you trying to put all your time to become the best particular musician, like piano player, drummer, uh, bass player? Is that what you're focusing on? Um, that's that's really what you got to get from the book first is is finding out and deciding what's the place I want to put all my energy into. What's the one thing I'm trying to achieve my goals and and all that kind of stuff? Am I trying to learn something new? That's up for you. yeah. That's up to you to decide. But um, that's that's really where the book starts and and the overview of it is really focusing on one thing, putting all your energy to it, setting the goals, knowing where you want to be and the achievements you want to make and the time you need to put aside every single day and all that, right? Um, but yeah, that's that's the main thing. Is every single day, it's, it's that compound effect that we can build up and uh, achieve what we're trying to get to. Um, next thing I took away from this book, right? To-do list. So I'm sure all of us have at some point made to-do lists or we do throughout the day or every day. Um, he, they say, so you want to replace your to-do list with what's called a success list. So what they say about a to-do list is that it can get filled up with too many, uh, you know, mundane and just things that are not productive, not going to add to this compound effect of you achieving your goal. Okay, so it might just be like, I don't know, it could be like brush your teeth and make my bed and cold shower and I don't know, like 20 minutes of practice and uh, iron my clothes and you know all these kind of things that when you finish a day, you scrub, you cross them out and you feel like you've achieved something. You're like being productive and like, yeah, 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 cool. But then by the end of the day, most of it, some of it was just like, it wasn't being productive. It was just like, you know, a mundane thing that didn't get you a step closer towards your goal. So what this says is you need to scrap that and be be creating a success list, which is a list of maybe just a few things, three, four, five things, which are all in line with the goal you're trying to achieve, 
right? Just a daily little step that's going to help you get to a massive achievement in within six, 12, 18 months, two years, three, four, five years. You know, it's, it's, that's what it's really about is, is trying to figure out and get rid of any stuff that is making you think you're being productive, but you're actually not and swapping it with something that is daily steps, uh, weekly steps, monthly goals, that's going to lead you onto that path, you know, that is actually productive. Um, the next thing I got from this book, uh, something called the 80-20 rule. Uh, it's called the Pareto's, uh, Pareto's uh, principle, my bad. Um, yeah, so the rule says the majority of results comes from a small amount of effort. Um, this is actually something I came across in the book, a few, obviously, when I read it a few years ago. Um, I've since heard about it. Uh, there's actually... The, the book is called The 80-20 Principle. Um, and one example that I remember I remember from, from something I saw on a TV program, actually, was when they were talking about uh, music and uh, bands and stuff where they were saying, you know, this, the biggest singles that some bands put out generate the big... They're, they're much like... Basically, most of their income. For example, the one I remember was... They used the example of the police, and it was um, it was the song uh, "Every Breath You Take," and I believe that one was like, I mean, the income they got from it all the time, and still like now, it was just like about having that one song that generates so much income. It's like Mariah Carey and uh, her Christmas song, right? Like that generates most of her income. You can have other songs and stuff, and they make a bit of money here and there, but it's really like, yeah, that that TV show anyway. I remember it from years ago. And it was, it was this principle, uh, it is this principle, that small one thing, that like little bit of effort, or that one thing you do creates an uh, overbalance of uh, a massive amount of, uh, you know, I don't know, productivity, money, whatever it is, you know. Um, so that's a great part of the book. Uh, and yeah, like I said, there is a book called The 80-20 Principle. Um, I haven't read it, so I can't recommend that yet, but I will get around to that one that's on the list. The next one I took away from this book um, is don't multitask. Okay, there's a great uh, this is a great part in the book actually. So the word multitask comes from uh, the early computer systems. The computers would switch between multiple tasks at one time, hence the word. Now it's become popular belief that this is a good thing for like you know us to do. Uh, it says that studies have shown that men especially are not good at this, and that single focus is much more productive. So it talks about some studies and stuff. Uh, it goes into more detail on that. But yeah, really what it talks about is that if we're sat down, say, uh, at a computer and, you know, we're trying to do some emails and then, you know, we, or we're focused on doing something particular and then the phone's right there and it distracts us and we get a text or some social media and we're jumping between like what we're meant to be doing and some Facebook and creating an advert or designing something, I don't know, whatever it is you jump in too many things at one time and the brain has to switch and change what it's really doing. It has to be into a different mindset on each task you're doing, right? And you're just hopping back and forth. And what it says in the book is that you're much better at being productive and getting more like things done in your time when you really have to go into one thing. Let's say like your practice session, right? On your instrument, you really are going to be much better off putting that half an hour one hour two hours into that solid practice and then stopping and then going to the next thing you're trying to do all right that's the way it's saying in the book and 
I'll probably come to this again uh, like in a minute, but there's a great other takeaway from the book where it says about blocking time. So it's time blocking. Um, and it says about an example of Stephen King, right? One of the greatest writers, you know, of our time. Um, he puts away four hours every single day, right? He blocks those hours out every single day and just to write, just to be creative. Uh, he might not use that or whatever, but it's practice. He's obviously got phenomenal talent anyway, but he still has... Uh, you know the effort and the discipline to put in uh, four hours every single day to like be a better writer um, so yeah it's about time blocking and those sort of things and you know our biggest distraction now nowadays is the mobile phone you know you can be sat there again could be at a laptop or a computer and you're doing some work and the phone goes off you get a, a facebook alert or instagram alert and a message from a friend or a phone call, it's all distracting and you're multitasking, right? You jump from this thing to the phone call and then that phone call is talking about something completely different. So you're now your visual cortex in your brain is like now picturing something else that this person's talking about and you're thinking about something else and your brain has to adjust and then that phone call ends and you have to take the time to readjust. Okay, what was I doing? Where was I? Okay, click on this website. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. I was like editing this like picture or something. I don't know. I was practicing this technique on my base. Or, you know, so you're better off uh, really blocking out time for these things that you're trying to achieve. All right. 20 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. You're really better off. And that's one thing I've taken away from this book is when I'm in uh, a particular part of my day where I'm you know say you're doing an hour practice on a particular skill that I'm trying to develop right in my in my bass playing um I'll take my phone and I'll put it on airplane mode and I'll sit down and I'll practice for that hour and then once that hour's done and I've achieved what I'm achieving that practice session phone goes back off airplane mode and then you know maybe I've got like an hour to do whatever you know but the most important thing is that you time block that particular amount of time off to do that one thing that you that you need to do daily to progress in your and to achieve your results that you want to achieve and yeah you time block it and you make sure there's no distractions basically um yeah i've gone off a little bit but i'll probably come back to that later because it's, it's another key takeaway um the next one is discipline and habit okay so there was a study at the university college of london the study showed that it takes 66 days. Uh, this is on page 59. Uh, yeah, it took 66 days on average to acquire a habit. All right. So the key is to decide what you are, decide what you want to make a habit. So this is a really great takeaway I, I had from the book. Um, was you know you have the option to choose your habits, right? And if you don't choose your habits, your habits will choose you. And that's in so many other books. And you'll see that all over time when you get into these books and these, and the people that talk about this stuff, you really have to be specific about the habits you choose. This is probably the biggest thing I took away from this book, actually. Um, you know, am I going to wake up early? Am I going to put in practice every single day? You know, the musicians you look up to and you're just like, oh my God, they're incredible. Like, how are they this good? Well, they've put in, they've made a habit of putting in five, six, seven hours practice a day. Like, it's it takes, that's really the, the key thing here. And the biggest takeaway is this. It's like, the key is to decide what you want to make a habit. That's the first thing you do, right? What do I want to make a habit every single day, right? Once you've decided that, so let's say it's practice, from there, you require 66 days, according to this study, um, of discipline, okay, on that habit. 
So that's that discipline is cognitive thought. You have to be like it has to be at the front of your mind, right? That means it's taking up most of your mind, like your consciousness right now is to, I have to go do this. I have to sit down. I'm blocking off the time, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm, I'm, this is what I'm continuing, right? You have to do that for 66 days in a row, okay? And then it starts to become a habit. This is the neural pathway in your brain from you know point A to point B. And you have to like make that, um, that neural pathway stronger the next day do it again stronger and stronger and stronger and after 66 days it's saying that this is now a habit that means it's then less of an effort to be disciplined and so that's that's where the discipline falls away and the habit is now the next thing right so it's choosing what you want to make a habit it's using the discipline for x amount of time um, until your brain has created that neural pathway and you are now in a habit, okay? Um, that's page 55. Uh, what else does it say here? What have I got noted down? Don't have to be disciplined. Okay, yeah, so it's, it uses an example of Michael Phelps, right? So probably the greatest swimmer of all time, one of the, I think he's won the most gold medals ever out of all Olympic athletes. Uh, but yeah, they use a great example of him where, they talk about his story where he was at school and wasn't, um, you know, the greatest student and that. And his teachers were saying, like, he doesn't have any discipline, blah, blah, blah. He found swimming and and basically decided that that was his thing, right? That's his one thing. And he put all his effort, achieved goals, set goals, achieved them. But basically, he, he created, uh, you know, he, he made that his discipline. He was focused and all that stuff within that. But out like other areas of his life, he he wasn't. You know, it's about you know. It, for example, if you wanted to lose weight, now that's a goal. That's like something you need to achieve. But you need discipline. Uh, you need to do daily things like eat right and work out and do certain exercises that you enjoy as well, so it can be maintained. All those kind of things, right? So, you but you don't have to be disciplined in everything else. It could just be the one thing. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what that says. I'll move on. Uh, another great takeaway, actually, this is a real good one, willpower. Okay, so it talks a little bit about uh, willpower. There's actually another book about willpower specifically just on that subject. Um, I can't remember who the author is. I haven't read it, but it's on my list again. So willpower, it says, is like a battery. The more you use it during the day, the more it depletes. Okay, this is a great fact as well. Your brain is one fiftieth of your body. Okay, your overall body. Um, but it consumes one fifth of your calories let me say that again your brain is one fiftieth of your body but consumes one fifth of the calories so poor food choices will work against you in improving your willpower good foods will help recharge the battery of willpower foods that elevate your bl uh, blood sugar evenly for long periods these are complex uh, carbohydrates each eat these uh, to refuel your willpower um so what does it say here studies of the study done only kids and marshmallows. Oh, okay, so yeah, so there's a study on marshmallows. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, a uh, little story example it uses on as an example of willpower, right? So I'll quickly just tell this one. Um, basically, there was a study done where uh, they used, I can't remember how many kids it was, but so they'd bring a kid into this room. The adult would put down a marshmallow or something like that and would say, you know, I'm going to just leave the room and uh, if you hold off from waiting from eating this marshmallow, I'll come back in about five minutes and then you'll get, uh, and I'll give you another one. You can have both of them, right? So they had to basically, 
it was it was trying to see if uh, how many children and stuff like that could really put off the temptation of eating something right now and get an instant gratification, and then or if they could wait and get more rewarded, right? Um, I think the study showed that you know there's obviously a mix of results, but they later went on to catch up with those kids uh, years later, and the ones that had you know delayed the gratification of having something now and you know the adult came back and gave a second marshmallow so they had two those kids actually did better um not because of the test but they were their willpower you know um they they actually did better in the long run um within school and academics and things like that um so yeah it talks about that willpower uh, lack of willpower and how sleep and eating can recharge your willpower battery basically um I won't go too too much to that, but it's a great section on on that willpower. And as uh, as I said, there's another book dedicated to that. Um, but it's an important factor to, to remember. Um, so I'm not sure if this is what I was repeating. So time management and the lie of a balanced life. Okay, so page seventy eight in the book. You can never had. Uh, you can never have the infamous balanced life. The only way to spend your time is in extreme places at one time. So focus effort on your goals and then time when your effort and focus is in family and so on. Okay, so it's basically saying like the balanced life is a lie that we've been told about. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I just want to, like life has to be balanced. But life doesn't work like that, right? Like uh, I speak to a lot of like my friends and stuff like that and it's, you know, we used to do contracts and if you've seen any of these videos before we talked about cruise ships and hotel work and that, right? The whole, all those kind of work in lives like when we used to do it I mean we used to live in a hotel Monday to Saturday was our gigging days and Sunday was a day off so work was always at the same time and we lived in the same place we, and we couldn't obviously go anywhere that, that far away because we had work every single day except for that one day what I'm trying to say is we had a routine a very structured routine therefore we could build stuff around that real life i don't think really happens like that you know um it's more every day is different um i guess it depends on what you do but a musician life every day is different you can have a whole day where you drive to a gig that's miles away so you have to get four hours to get there you have to set up and play the gig and then you stay in a hotel and then you come back the next day i mean that doesn't have it happen every weekend but it might be a one-off every once in a while you know so that's going to upset a routine that you have and then there's other examples as well that just the same, they throw you out of balance and stuff. So there's, the book is saying there's no such thing as a real balanced life. It's more the fact that you need to spend time in your one thing. So energy over here um, for a few hours, a couple of days, whatever. And then back to the energy over here with family and friends. And then back over here where you're focused and completely you know, obsessed in the moment on this thing for a couple of hours for half the day. And then back home and or whatever you know it's 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 count it's um i'm not sure if it's counterbalance what they say but it's it's just it's this jump between things and sometimes you're going to spend more time with your girlfriend with your boyfriend with your family um and then you're going to spend a bit more time you know in your job in your career you know it's 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 um it's never spending too it's never it's never spending all your time in one area and it's it's just, yeah, it's just jumping back and forth between the things you do, right? That's basically what it's saying. Um, think big in your goals and ambitions. You should fear only not making the most out of life. I mean, that's my favorite, favorite part of the book, man. Favorite quote, at least. 
139. I gotta read this. Uh, a life lived on purpose is the most powerful of all and the happiest. Man, I had to, I had to highlight that. And qu- that's a quote, you know. I've got, I got a load of notes on quotes and stuff that I've, I've read in books and stuff. But that was a great one, man. It's, um, and it's so true. It's very true, you know. The biggest fear you should have, the biggest fear you should have, is not making the most out of life. Fucking living an ordinary, plain life. Just like, why? What's the fucking point? You're alive. Like, the opportunities out there for us are fucking endless and limitless, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, that's the biggest fear. You should go for yours, you know? We're always held back by fear, and the fear is the unknown. And we need to start, like, you know, facing fear, running up to fear, and just... Because all the time you've ever feared something, and you push through it, and you come out on the other side, that's the best reward. It's the best reward, and we just got to keep going after that. Anyway, that's a little takeaway as well. I'm going to run through these next ones real quick, because we're probably running out of time on this episode. Um... So the next one I got is the question, what is the one thing I can do today that would get me the closest to achieving my goals? When you are creating a goal and developing the question to try and find the goal you want. So you've got to do two things. One, it must be a big goal, right? Something worth achieving. And number two, it must have a time frame or be specific in a way. So it's basically saying about um, how to create goals. Okay. Next one is study what others have done and find out what uh, who has achieved what and what they have achieved, all right? Uh, oh, no, what 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 you want to achieve, sorry. Um, so study what skills other people have done and, uh, you know, how you can apply their knowledge. So really, what do you want to do? I want to be the best bass player of all time. <laughs> maybe that's your goal. That's not mine, but like, yeah, maybe I just want to really, really put the work in on that, okay? Find another bass player. Find a few bass players, right? What have they done? How did you do this? How did you get there? Blah, 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 blah. Like, and then find out how they did it. Get some emails, Skype people, get some lessons, get a tutor that's doing what you want to do. Um, and that's it. And apply the knowledge you get from them. That's as simple as it is. It's, you know, it's learning from the people that are doing what you want to do. That's it. Summary. Um, it talks about goal setting as well. Once you have your biggest goals, you got uh, find out, five years from now it must be broken down into one year and then monthly and weekly goals and something you can break down into every single daily goals takes us right back to the start right um writing down your goals as well apparently this is meant to increase your chance of achieving the goal by 39.5 percent that's nearly 40 percent you're like more likely to achieve the goal when you write it down all right so if you've got a goal write it down don't just think about it write it down and make sure you give yourself a set time and deadline to achieve that by. Um, I really have to get through these real quick. So it talks about purpose in the book, finding your way. Uh, this will help you through the tough times of oh, finding your why, not your way. <laughs> purpose, finding your way, your, your why. Oh man, I'm making so many mistakes here. I'm trying to rush. Uh, there's a quote on page 144. Set your goals and ambitions clearly and figure out your purpose. Life is ever changing and you are able to change and if you are ever uh, able to change with it, then, you know, that's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what that says. Yeah. So I'm making mistakes here. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah. Basically the, per- the, the reason you need to find the why, why am I doing this? Why do I want to be a better bass player? Why do I want to lose this weight? Because basically hard times are going to have fucking happen to you, right? They're going to, not every day you're going to be motivated. Not every day you're going to be inspired to do it. You know, 
you might be watching a film be like yeah i want to fucking work out man i want to gain some muscle or <laughs> you know i'm going to fitness because it's kind of something i do it on the side as well but what i'm saying is there's going to become the day where you don't want to do it where you're tired where you're unmotivated and if you've got a reason why that's the most important thing to have because it's going to get you through those times that's basically what it's saying and the bigger the reason why I was bullied, I was, uh, you know, I want to look good. I mean, those two are different things, right, that might motivate you to do it. But if you think back to, like, if you were bullied or something, and that's the reason why you want to be stronger, to be able to protect yourself or something like that, that's going to be more of a motivator, I guess, when those hard times come. It's like, you know, if you don't do it, then it's like, or, you know, maybe you just want, I don't know, I'm rambling on here, but you get the picture, right? Finding out the why is key because it will help you motivate you through those tough times when you feel shit, you don't want to do it, okay? Um, Time blocking. So this is the point I was coming back to. It's important to time block, right? Um, And another thing as well is what's really important when you practice or you're doing anything, right? You're doing this one thing that you've chosen to do. It's really important to do it by, um, rather than I'm doing 20 minutes of practice, I'm doing 20 minutes of running. I'm doing 20 minutes of a workout, whatever. It's more important to do an achievement, all right, rather than a time period. Because I could spend 20 minutes doing some bass playing practice and not really get out of it what I want. It might take me half an hour. It might take me 15 minutes. I need to sit down and really have a goal. I want to read 10 pages, that's what I'm going to do. doesn't matter how long it takes me. I'm achieving 10 pages of reading a book, for example. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to go on a 30-minute run. No, I need to change that. I need to do a two-mile run, okay? It's more about flipping it like that. That's more important than the time. It's more what you achieve out of it. That's another thing I got from it. Um, it goes into accountability as well, finding an accountability partner. That's another thing I took from a book that I reviewed uh, last time. So if you go back to that episode... Uh, the uh, morning miracle uh, I think it was called um, it says the same thing uh, find someone to be accountable to uh, friend family member whatever um, well I'll s- skim through these saying yes okay so this is a great one I- I'll leave it with this saying yes is really the skill of saying no okay so that's something I've actually taken away from this book as well um, you don't have to say yes to everything all right and like it's like uh, I-, I wrote there from the book the skill of saying yes uh, is really the skill of saying no, right? So when you say yes to something, that means other things are not going to happen, right? Um, so you've really got to say, be careful what you think about saying yes to. And I don't mean like you watch this or you read the book and you're like, okay, I'm going to say no to loads of things. Like you have to say yes to stuff, right? Because there's opportunity in doing things um, that you might have never done before or things like that. But what it talks about is if you say no to something then or if you say yes to something then you are saying no to something else okay so you just have to be wary of that the book will explain it a bit better but one take one takeaway and uh, that takeaway in particular and i flipped it into uh sort of my life is for example my band we get an offer or an inquiry um for example if i don't need to work that weekend for example okay um I could say no to that gig, but rather than just saying, I'm sorry, we're unavailable for that gig or whatever. You know, I don't apply it in that, but um, I would say no, but with a fee higher than usual, right? So I'm saying yes to the gig, 
but to me it's like i'm saying no because the price i'm giving you is like you know higher than i'd normally give so if you come around and say yes then I, i'm right with that you know i don't know little twist on what what i was uh what was taught in the book anyway but anyway guys i'll leave it at that i probably waffled on for way too long that's the book review the one thing by gary keller i really like the book it's a great read i've also listened to the um audio version i'm pretty sure it's read by him it was a couple of a few weeks ago now probably a month ago uh that i listened to that but that that was really good as well so i recommend the book and the audio version and it's, the website's got some great links to uh like little documents that can help you like the 66 day like challenge and that and you cross it off you know if you're trying to create a habit um but yeah that's pretty much it thanks for listening that's the podcast episode over for today um remember this podcast is weekly every wednesday we drop it at 6 a.m gmt and uh you know we're doing book reviews now be more productive all this information with and the the uh, podcast and episodes and the youtube and stuff um it's all for musicians and anyone that just wants to be better at marketing, business, music, and being more productive with your time and energy and just being the best version of yourself, you know? That's what I'm all passionate about and that's what I try to do every day. No one's perfect, but there we go. Um, hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. Catch you on the next one. Episode 18, done, dusted. I'll see you on the next one. Peace out, guys.